Listen to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, the following is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. It's a journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Mmm. This is a tasty burger. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Butter a carb? Will you stop eating? We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Foodies Watching Movies. This is season three. It's also episode five. I am your host, Nate, and today joining me, as always, co-founder of Foodies Watching Movies. You know her and love her. Welcome back, Miss Veronica. How are you? Gobble, gobble. Oh, gobble, <laughs> gobble to you, too, because it's our Thanksgiving hangover special. That's right. I, we're here to talk turkey. I'm excited to talk turkey. Also joining us back for the fifth straight episode in a row. Are, are you officially Whoa. a member of the show? I don't know. Happened. I've been here a lot. I think you should just become a member of Foodies also. Oh. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the fold, Miss Sarah. How's it going? Do I get knighted? I, I, I can fucking knight you on the... <laughs> here, watch this. This shit's real live on the, the podcast. Ah, uh, banana for scale. Ah, banana. I knight ye official podcast co-host. Of Foodies. mighty banana of Foodies power. It was intense. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Long late may ye live, short may ye reign. It's an right. incredible honor. I've not prepared a speech. What the fuck? Are you, are you serious? You don't prepare a speech? You come on my shit like that? Come on now. I'm peeling an orange. Does that count? I guess that's good enough. Yeah, you had a bit of misfortune with that prior to us recording. Yeah, this. I stabbed it to try to get it started, and it the juice just immediately just right, right in the eye. That orange showed you. Just, like, why does yeah. it always just go right? directly into your eye it knows that, that's what she said yeah, it's like targeted yeah for real sorry it was there <sighs> had to anyways so we've been very busy yeah like you said this is our thanksgiving hangover special extraordinaire gobble gobble like whatever at, like as we're recording this today we've even still been eating thanksgiving food i know we've made wow. a lot of use of these leftovers this year it's been a good one yeah we had a really good thanksgiving we had several dinners and we've been able to make this that glorious feast last like until today yeah absolutely yeah. it was cool to also kind of mix and match some of the different thanksgivings that we had together yeah, yeah. We ended up having a couple extra pans of a few things like stuffing and sweet potato casserole from one Thanksgiving. So we were able to bring it as a side to the next Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And it all reheated really, really well. 
This is like one of the best Thanksgiving feasts ever. I'm yeah. grateful for it. Was it was a really great year for Thanksgiving for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, while it was busy and a lot of driving and time spent in the car and mm-hmm. what have you. I had, yeah, I, I work as a, a cook here and there and I had to help make Thanksgiving for like 300 people this week. That's fucking crazy, uh, your catering job. Yeah, it's it was intense. It was really intense, but that's it, it was give good. You, Everybody liked it. I mean, that kind of has to give you a different kind of like uh, appreciation and perspective and food when yeah. you're doing prep for that many people. So when it is something smaller like just a family of four that we're feeding, it's got to oh, be yeah. like, oh, I can this whip is shit out super fast you know, now. It's like, oh, yeah, it's magic. Some, you need some <laughs> mashed potatoes in 15 minutes, motherfuckers. Or however long, 45 <laughs> minutes or whatever it takes. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I definitely have enjoyed my catering job because I'm able to cook for large amounts of people, which is always a nice skill to have, especially when I like cooking for my family. And, you know, I don't know. It's been fun. It's intense, but... I know how to make a lot of cool shit now. <laughs> you definitely cook for a large family. You've got a bigger family. So it's uh, it's mm-hmm. always awesome to go to your Thanksgivings because there's, it's just like a feast. Oh, my God. Epic feast of yeah. feasts. Pies yes. on pies on pies. Yeah, but pie really wasn't the star at the Thanksgivings this year, although it came in as a, you know, like the pinch hitter at the end there. It's the backup like, star, man. This is the... The leftover pie was... We had we came away with yeah. like what four pies? Yeah, yeah pumpkin we, pies. We got a bounty of pies, whole pies yeah. that were left uneaten at but random Thanksgivings. Two standout pies, I would say. Oh man, do you homemade wanna, pies? Do you want to talk mm-hmm. about either of which one first? I did. Let's talk about the homemade pie that my uncle Doug made. Sure, Ooh, it was the good. one that he brought. Oh my god, that one was the best one. It was so good. It tasted like perfectly soft, like. Creamy. Let's be clear. It was pumpkin pie. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't clarify pie. it was a pumpkin <laughs> pie. I feel My like bad. I hadn't had pumpkin pie ever until I ate that pumpkin pie. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, there was it, nothing wrong with that pumpkin incredible. pie. No, the crust forward. was perfect. It, the filling was super perfect. It was very good. And I topped it with my mom's homemade vanilla bean uh, whipped cream. That shit might as well be ice cream. It was unreal how good it was it is unreal how good it we is. still have some of it <laughs> because she made such a large quantity of it and i've been putting that shit on everything <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. definitely made with all the stuff that hurts my tummy so like oh, the yeah. you know the, the heavy, heavy whipping, whipping creams. creams and stuff so yeah. it comes with a price but the price is well paid every time <laughs> i'm just like oh my stomach hurts so bad but it was so good yeah. It was so yeah. delicious. But Well, yeah, this this whipped cream is really good. We Sarah and I were at the store and we bought these uh chocolate crisp crackers. Oh, they're yeah, like those just straight good. up like cr- chocolate crisps, you know. They were like waffle like little crispy we- waffle cone yeah. cracker things, like wafers. They yeah. were like wafer crackers. They were like wafer thins, but they were made out of chocolate. And yeah. we put some brie on it and some strawberries. And I think what I'm going to be doing in a little bit, actually, is to make myself a, a snack with those chocolate crackers. And I'm going to do the whipped cream and strawberries. Oh, instead of the brie. Instead of the cheese. Yeah, because we ate the cheese. That yeah. brie was so good. Yeah, that, that brie, brie was, was gone. <laughs> it was just a double cream from, like, Strax. Yeah, your basic brie. But yeah. it did the job. Definitely yeah. did the job. Yeah, it did. Uh, so back to it. We're talking about your Uncle Doug's. Pumpkin pie. Yeah, that was the standout pie. And then, of course, the peach pie that we had. Oh, man. My auntie, I think it was, brought a peach pie that she had frozen from when it was, like, made in the summer or something. So it was really fresh. 
Yeah, you had said that. That was like the place she got it yeah. um, off of, like one of those um, like orchards that have those fresh pies. Yeah, Maryland's Bakery. And uh, but they're immediately like immediately froze mm-hmm. it though. Genius thinking. Saying, yeah, she froze it for Thanksgiving. Have mm. this for Thanksgiving. People are and gonna go nuts. It was a nuts. winner. It was really freaking good with that whipped cream on top. Oh, they were summer peaches. Yeah, Just super 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 good. Because sometimes peaches can get like grainy, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you heat them up in a pie. And I could tell that it wasn't peaches from like a peach filling like a can of peach filling, right yeah because there was still a little like little yeah. tiny pieces of uh like the center part where it's mm-hmm. like stuck to the pit a little bit mm-hmm. there was like a little bit of that going on but i didn't care it was fucking delicious that's like the peach brain matter yeah Cause it's like all like woveny and weird I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something strange. like that but uh <laughs> Yeah, no, those two desserts were absolutely fantastic. I've made myself sick on the pumpkin pie. Yeah, <laughs> we still just... have some pumpkin oh, pie left. You store bought pie, but store bought pie. But I'm gonna eat some of that later too. <laughs> it's still good. Yeah, well, we have vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pie I've been jamming on that because I see I'm I'm the annoying lactose intolerant person that has to. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. Other people talk about it more than me. But well, it looks yeah. like you're on a podcast talking about it, so you might yeah. as well talk about it. Talk about your lactose intolerance shit. Well, Briar's head. Well, you guys were talking about the heavy, the whipping cream, and I'm like, oh yeah, it was delicious <laughs> on my pinky when I tasted it. Mm-hmm. That's all you could have. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> uh, it's Briar's we've been buying, right? The yeah, Briar's, the Briar's they, natural vanilla. Yeah, they make their vanilla ice cream and lactose free, and it's real ice cream. It's not. I I appreciate all of the efforts of almond milk. And all of the other various derivatives of, uh, you know, fake ice cream. I've had plenty of that for however long now, right? Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, people haven't gotten on board with real ice cream that's Mm lactose-free. But it doesn't taste no different. It's delicious. It tastes the same as their regular vanilla ice cream. Yeah, they haven't tried it yet. I'm looking forward to trying it. I feel like I have a renaissance of 80s Sundays. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been doing, you know. Like, oh yeah, we have all these sprinkles now. Yeah, and the Hershey syrup, and like maybe a few chocolate chips, like whatever you got on hand, you know. That's some some that's kids Sundays. (laughs) I love that. So yeah, I haven't had to haven't um, been able to enjoy that Mm. for a long time. So that's been nice. But yeah, uh, that we do have. Put it on the pie. Yeah, we've had some damn good pie. I feel like this was like a very weird Twin Peaksy t- themed uh, Thanksgiving isn't it, season. Isn't it always? It really is. It's it just is. tis the season. Mm-hmm. Family okay. get-togethers. Well, I, I'm not sure where you would want to go. We could keep talking about the food. Obviously, we are kind of in that trench of food. We could alternately shift for a second. We are foodies watching movies. There is a Thanksgiving movie that's tied to you and what you love. Do you want to get into that yet, or do you want to talk more about it? Well, I guess since you brought it up, we might as well. (laughs) Well, I I was just trying to kind of... And there we are. uh, And here we are. So every year on Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving, I like to watch this movie from the 90s called What's Cooking? And it's one of my favorite movies. My grandma, uh, really, my little grandma, she really liked this movie and made me watch it when I was younger. And it stuck with me. It's about uh, several different families in L.A. and how they celebrate Thanksgiving and their cultural differences and traditions. And they all have fucked up issues and dramas. And Uh it's like uh, one of those one of those 90s family movies. Got to save and correct you a little bit. Okay, It's actually a 2000s movie. 
When was it released? December 1st of 2000. So I guess it was... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like... Well, this, it was almost in 2001. <laughs> yeah. Almost. Whatever. Um, but but still probably filmed in 99, obviously. So it has that full... You know how that like carryover year, how The Shining yeah, feels like the late that, 70s? Yeah, that Y2K vibe. It, it had yeah. that, that Y2K vibe. But yeah, it was a, a, a great movie. I loved watching it. And uh, I made you guys sit through it, but you guys didn't get to finish it. <laughs> uh, no we did not yeah we had to put my little kid to bed because he was getting cranky and it was bedtime and all that jazz directed by Gurinda Chada that's what it says G-U-R-I-N-D-E-R yeah it's got a nice diverse cast Chata. Juliana Margulies is in it Kira Sedgwick is in it and Alfre Woodard is in it and who the fuck else is in it oh, <laughs> the guy from the Allstate commercials is in it <laughs> He yeah. plays the, the cheating husband. Here At all goes. state. Yeah, and he sounds just like it, too. Yeah, he plays the Republican who's having an affair with his, like, hot young secretary or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And the secrets start spilling at Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. I'd recommend watching it. Whatever. Go okay, well, ra- rate it down to five. What would you give What's Cooking? What's Cooking? Well, shit. I mean, I didn't get to watch all of it to give it, like, a proper review to where i could be like this movie stands up to how i remember it you know how we've been doing mm-hmm. like does this movie stand the test of time uh but honestly out of i'd give it like five turkeys out of five turkeys oh wow bringing out the turkey meter yeah well, it's a thanksgiving oh movie. my god it brings back a lot of nostalgia it's really a good movie for people who love food because you get to see like an Asian inspired Thanksgiving, a Mexican inspired Thanksgiving, a Jewish inspired Thanksgiving, and a very uh, Republican inspired Thanksgiving. <laughs> per Rotten Tomatoes on the tomato meter. Yeah. 52%, which is not bad. It's just it's just a little rotten. It's like about halfway, according to them. Uh, audience gives it a 65% average liking it. Uh, let's read a good and a bad review just for S's and G's here. Uh, someone says it wears both its heart and its politics too obviously on its sleeve for comfort. <laughs> that review was written January 1st of 2000. Clearly they related a little too hard to the movie's themes. Someone else oh. says a combination of fresh ingredients mixed together with skills to create a well-balanced harmony of diverse flavors. Delicious. Ooh, <laughs> how long did they plan that one out? I don't know, but that's from August 20th, 2001. Damn. Jane Crowther, BBC.com. Are we on Bruise with Dudes now? I'm a dude. Sorry. Shout out to Nick Maxson and Bruce with Dudes. We love you. Um, Juicy. Oh, you did it too. You got it right there on the spot. She did it. She did the thing. She done did it. Okay, so let's jump back into it and talk more about our Thanksgiving feastage. You prepped a lot of Thanksgiving. I only prepped a little Thanksgiving. Yeah, you made your turkey, which was delicious. Should I break that down? Yeah, go ahead. Talk about your turkey. It was very good and worth talking about. First of all, let me just mention that to make this turkey magical, there is like a, like almost a, uh, there's almost like a timer. You have to wake up at the butt crack of dawn. I'm talking, get up early. You got to be up early because you want to get your bird in the oven as early as you can, okay? 
what you want to do is you want to take your turkey. I had to run to the store before this, so it was it took me a little bit longer. I was going to say you story. didn't get that turkey in the oven until the butt crack of nine. Right. You're right. It was the butt crack of nine. It was like the back dimples I remember, at dawn. I you was know? making motherfucking sides. <laughs> it was the back dimples of dawn. You know, we were like getting there, but uh, so. <laughs> Anyways, I had to make the run to the store to get all the things I needed. Essentially, I used peppers and onions, a few seasonings, butter, and that's it. That's all you need for the turkey. What kind of seasonings did you use? Nothing else. Salt, pepper, and garlic salt. That's it. Didn't you put rosemary in for my request? Oh, well, that is a seasoning that was actually like a fresh seasoning. Yeah. Like that I just An herb put, that you put a, a the fresh whole herb that in. I put the whole spring in the in the in the bird. Right up the butt. Right in the butt. Right in the butt area. <laughs> in the butt region. In the booty area of the anyways. So um what I do is you cut up your onion however the hell you want it. I suggest it to be a little bit smaller. You can move the onion around then and get the flavor kind of everywhere within the turkey. Same thing with your peppers. I use small sweet peppers. Cut them up and then you can, again, move them how you want it. Uh, you're going to put a full stick of butter in the middle of the bird up the butt. And you want a full stick of butter in the bird in the butt. And then you're going to take another stick of butter and you're going to cut it in half and put each half under each wing of this bird okay Mm -hmm. and then you're going to take one more stick of butter melt it in the oven and slather the outside of the bird fully with butter okay excuse me one second this is reminding me of this cookbook my family bought me some a couple years ago and it was called 50 shades of chicken and (laughs) it was a very pornographic cookbook um about different chicken recipes and talking about like trussing up the chicken and this was just starting to sound a little bit like one of those recipes, and it was making me laugh. I'm about to bring it on because it gets even dirtier. So, so much gonna, butter. You slather that butter on that bird, and you just you want that bird juicing all over. The bird's oh, ju- just filled with gross. buttery goodness, right? And then you want you want to do is once that's done, that's when you want to put all your amazing seasonings on. You want to get your salt, your pepper, and your garlic salt. You want to shake the fuck out of them in your bag. By the way, mention use a a slow cooker oven bag. Like for the turkey, a turkey bag. Oh, yeah. Always. My mom always says when she makes her turkey, she always puts it in an oven bag. It is the greatest secret because it does science for you. Mm-hmm. It makes things easier. And then what you get, and you're we're going to talk about this in a second. So also, 450 degrees on your oven. That's very important. Bam, 450. Doo, doo, doo. Mm-hmm. Let that shit get hot. Once that shit's hot and your bird is ready, you've got your onion, your pepper, your rosemary in the butt, as well as the butter and all the butter everywhere, the butter and all your seasonings. <laughs> tie tie the bird up nice and tight. Put it in, in the bag. In, in the bag. Then you want to put it in the baking dish, which you probably should have done this in the baking dish, first of all, whatever your roasting pan is. Yeah, maybe you I need to work that. on how you deliver recipes. <laughs> you, I didn't. Think about what your very first step is, and then every step after that. I was just excited, okay? I just, got you, I got I you. I didn't think to mention that you put it in the roasting pan first, but you do put... Well, you most do, people know that when they're making a turkey. You, yeah, yeah. Use your fucking logic and reasoning. So anyways... Um, the secret to the bag is that while it's cooking, it's also creating this double heat dome that's just regurgitating everything, but it's also holding in all those juices mm-hmm. that for Keeping me is the secret because what you're going to do is you're going to let that bird on 450 cook for three hours, four hours if you're really feeling froggy. If we would have went four hours, V, what probably would have happened? Full 
bone annihilation. There would have been no meat on any part of the bone. Yeah, that bone was, the meat was falling off it was the bone super when we opened close. the bag. It was super, one of the it legs, was literally yeah, one it of was the turkey good. legs, the bone came out clean, mm-hmm. completely untethered. Yeah, I went to meat. like cut yeah. it and it just like came off. I was yeah. like, oh shit, all the meat's just there. Oh, it was so good. And then, you know. You- it was good. It had that light infusion of the peppers. It had some good oniony flavor to it. It was really tender and juicy. It was a perfect turkey. Yeah. yeah. At all. I, I love cooking Thanksgiving. It is, like I've said several times, it's like sport for me. Yeah. Thanksgiving is our fucking jam. Mm-hmm, like this definitely. is where we excel. If we excel at anything, it's at cooking and eating Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I mean, we had everything that you could possibly oh, want. Yeah. We had incredible stuffing. My mom made two different kinds of stuffing. Which she, one do you want? Okay. There's like a basic stuffing. Yeah. She, it's not basic. It's a good stuff. It's a good stuff, but I'm, it's, it's just got like, like three different kinds of bread in it. But yeah, she's she made a, a regular stuffing, and then she makes a White Castle stuffing where she takes the White Castle sliders and chops them all up, and that's the basis for the stuffing. And that's always pretty good. But I'm not a huge like fan of ground beef, so I have a, mm-hmm. an issue eating a lot of that, and I want like the regular stuffing mixed with it. So that's kind of what I've been mm-hmm. doing. <laughs> and then we yeah. Were you gonna say something, Sarah? No. I was actually going to bring this up on Sarah's behalf. It was interesting and kind of inception-y when we're at her aunt's house for Thanksgiving and people are talking and someone's like, I think it was your mom, was like, oh my God, they have this White Castle stuffing and I so badly mm-hmm. want to try it. It's, I bet it's so good, blah, and she's just going on and on and I'm just like, it is absolutely delectable. My mom makes it and every Josette year. And Josette makes it every year. And shout out to you, Josette, because it is delicious. Thebomb.com. I don't like stuffing. I like her stuffing. Just saying. It bothers me that you don't like stuffing Sorry. because I love stuffing. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Not a fan of stuffing. Uh, okay, so we had the stuffing from your mom. The sweet potato casserole was okay. It needed more brown sugar uh, yeah. and marshmallows. It didn't have any brown sugar or marshmallows on it. Yeah, it was strange. Like it wasn't that. very sweet. No, it was full of cinnamon. Savory casserole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it it looked like it was going to be sweet because it had all the pecans. Right, in it. it was misleading. Yeah. But then you jump back to the other Thanksgiving we attended, and Calvin's fucking ma- uh, uh, sweet potatoes were insane. Ooh, I'm yeah, sitting they were there, good. and they're melting in my mouth. And as they're melting, I'm tasting every bit of seasoning and flavor and it's all intentional and it's doing exactly like he is chef on perfection level like really want to give him some props on that because i'm sitting there like oh damn just a hint of nutmeg huh and he's like yep and i'm like wait one second use just a little bit more cinnamon he's like yeah it's my little secret ingredient a little bit of cinnamon i'm like okay but your base is brown sugar and he's like no one ever gets that and i was like well I do. I guess I'm the best in the world. I, I guess I'm the best in the world. He's like, you have a really honed palate. I was like, kinda. I'm just at at the heart of me. I'm a foodie. I mean, really, mm-hmm. you know. And I, when something's good, you can easily pick out what's going on in a good, non-convoluted dish. It shouldn't confuse the tongue ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were good sweet potatoes, as opposed to the very basic sweet potatoes. Um, I really still want to go out on a limb and do my plan for the sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. and do uh, sweet potato fries with a marshmallow drizzle. That would be delicious. Yeah, I, I would I, also I, like you to somehow create some kind of delicious mustard sauce as well uh-huh. for dipping. Okay. I'm into all those things. Because I don't think I'd want a drizzle. I think I'd want like a dip so I could have sweet and savory. Okay. Mm. Okay. Because you can do sweet potatoes so many different ways. Okay. You know what? We were just at Strax and sweet potatoes were on sale for like 39 cents a pound. <sighs> mm-hmm. 
So yeah, you should probably get on top of that and make us some sweet potato fries. I'm into that. I'll have to get on that ASAP. Yeah. Uh, other things we had. Uh, you should talk about your recipe. I talked about the turkey, but your star-studded recipe. It's my corn casserole. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay, well, I've been making this cornbread casserole for years, and it, because of like Pinterest and Etsy, or not Etsy, but like Pinterest and uh, Facebook and all of that stuff, this recipe has become very popular, and like everybody knows it and has it and loves it. So my take on it is my favorite version of it, and it's super easy to make. And I made so many of them this Thanksgiving season. I made like eight pans of it for the restaurant I worked at. I made one for you guys. I made one for my family. I made, I mean, I made a lot of them this season. And I had like four people text me and say, hey, you're the one who makes the corn casserole, right? At Thanksgiving, what's the recipe? And you're like, okay, I've already got it copied and pasted from another yeah. person that asked. Here you go. Yeah, it, yeah. it has become your calling card. Well, it's pretty good. My secret, it's like not really a secret, but what I do is it's, you know, a can of cream of or a can of a whole kernel corn, a can of creamed corn, uh, like a cup of sour cream, a fuck ton of triple cheddar cheese or like a mac and cheese blend of cheese. Good to have multiple cheese. Flavor. I like lots of different kinds of cheeses totally. in it, and um, butter melted butter, and then the Jiffy corn muffin mix. And I don't like any of the other kind of corn muffin mix. I like the Jiffy kind. And it's super cheap. They're like 47 cents at Aldi's. And then you just mix all of that together and put it in a a greased casserole pan and cover it with some more cheese and then bake it in the oven at like 350 for like 50 minutes and uh, or until it's, you know, golden brown on top or however done you want it. The the longer you leave it in, the more like solidified it will get. Like it's gonna like become bread. spongy. Yeah. Yeah, and or well, porous. It'll be like cakey. Thank you. And the the lesser amount of time you leave it in, it'll be more soupy. So mm. I recommend fifty minutes to so an you, hour. You can almost turn your corn casserole into like a corn casserole pudding. You could you could leave it as a pudding, or you could overcook it and make it into like bread. You know. Like serve it with chili. Interesting. Oh, oh, that's actually an interesting concept. Yeah, so that's my recipe. It's a winner. Hope you like it. I love, I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> Let me know if anybody makes it out uh, there and if you like it. So now we're gonna get down to the real question of question of questions. Do you have a, also a recipe, Sarah, that you wanted? To, you know what? Ooh, she makes that dope banana bread. The dope banana bread. But do you know what you did not get to make this year that we only slightly had one of that I'm so sad we did not have any of. Oh, yeah, the deviled eggs. Yep. We're low, Ooh, on, low yeah. on deviled eggs this I year. I love deviled eggs. We yeah, make I, the best ones. Yeah. Yeah, deviled egg game is strong. but And we care enough to pipe it yeah. in piping bags and make yeah. it look pretty. <laughs> it's true. Consistency is key about deviled eggs. Mm-hmm. And uh, depth of flavor as well. Not uh, not texture. Everybody gets it wrong when they start add, adding a bunch of like textury stuff in there. Right. Like, like some people like relish in that shit. Relish and, and like or like onions or or scallions or something like that. No, leave it alone. Like <laughs> use your seasonings, and 
Like, I like celery salt and Worcestershire sauce in mine. Yeah, it's super good that way. Mm-hmm. Brown mustard and a little bit of yellow mustard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yellow mustard. A little bit of mayo. Tab. Yeah, you just, you got to go. There's no good recipe. Right, and then you have salt to just and pepper do to taste. It. Yeah, you keep, that day. you keep doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that until you get it right. Mm-hmm. That's how you got to do it. But I remember one year I made deviled eggs for Easter and I soaked them um, in food coloring like the mm, whites mm-hmm. and food coloring. And when I took them out, they looked so beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah they pastels. look really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah, And then I felt gross for using like artificial flavor coloring uh, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But whatever. They still looked beautiful and tasted good. No GMOs. Whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. I do like making banana bread as well, though. That's, Bring that um, on. That I you don't did. like banana bread, but I really like your banana bread. Thanks. And it doesn't have nuts in it, and that's what no. I really enjoy about it. That's the secret it. to why yours is so good, it by the way. It was so, like, pound cakey, but, like, not yeah. dense like that. It was, like, perfectly fluffy. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I've been working a while on the banana bread. Yeah. But you just have to, with banana bread, it's all about when you're creaming together the butter and the sugar. Like you don't, you don't want to melt the butter because as soon as you melt the butter, then like it doesn't cream together the right way and then it doesn't do it right. So when you add the bananas in, it kind of like gets this weird separated thing going on Mm -hmm. uh, before you add the dry ingredients because, you know, it's kind of like making cookies, you know, you do the wet stuff first and then you add the flour to it and use a mixer and all that. Mm-hmm. just different consistency than cookie batter you know you're not making banana cookie although that might be good banana it might cookies. be good oh damn yeah i it haven't thought be. about that but like yeah i have the recipe icing. written out um but i don't i don't feel like getting it yeah i don't want to read recipe. banana bread how about that <laughs> yeah but yeah, I made that just Man, on the I'm fly. really craving some pie now that yeah. we're talking about all these desserts. Oh, and the bananas are also key. You have to, you can't use fresh bananas. You have to wait until they are like almost all the way brown or very very brown. Yeah, that, um, that's, that's the key to banana That is bread. the key because you have to have them at a consistency that they're just going to like mash and also the sugars are more developed when they've had a chance to sit around. Right, they're sweeter. Yeah, they're sweeter. So, um yeah, that's the other key. Good point. So good. You had one thing you were not thrilled with about your banana bread this year. Do you Hmm. remember what it was? No. There was not enough of it. Well, that is one thing. (laughs) But also, there was no butter to butter the top. Oh, well, that didn't have to do with my banana bread. That's because we ran out of butter. No, I only had one stick of butter, and it had to be like, okay, I'm buttering this pan, and I did not reserve enough to just put some at the top. Because, yeah, when it comes out the oven, you want to take the butter and melt some on the top and then sprinkle sugar on it because that gives it I like the crunchy topping. Yeah, Mm. it's the good stuff. I like using raw sugar when I'm topping things like that. Yeah, yeah. Like the bigger, thicker granules. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've all contributed something. We brought essentially a full meal you brought a side i brought the main entree she brings the dessert it's perfection let's ask the question of questions here because i'm i'm curious to know what was your one ultimate thing you couldn't get enough of this thanksgiving that ham was so good the Mm. ham my mom made in the crock pot it was cinnamony and brown sugary and so fucking good definitely delicious ham jerky Mm -hmm. it was so Mm. good 
Yeah, yeah, we've been reheating it (laughs) for a couple of days now, and it's been delicious. I've been having it on, like, just as a little snack. We made a giant meat platter today Mm -hmm. and a bunch of finger foods and crackers and breads and stuff just to make little tiny sandwiches. It was super nice. Mm -hmm. I liked the ham. That was the my favorite thing was the ham. Yeah. Sarah? Mine was also the meats in general. I think Nate's turkey and the ham were both very stellar this year. Oh, thanks. And um, also that peach pie. Mm-hmm. Damn, that peach pie was good. That's That was good. You know, maybe it's because I'm a basic bitch and, and I'm about, all about consistency. But to me, the thing that, that I just want to keep eating more and more of were your mashed potatoes. Yeah, my mashed They're potatoes so are stellar. Good. They're just so fucking good. I can't. I make eat really good mashed potatoes. That's my thing. See, the problem mm. is, is they're starch. Starch fills your belly faster. So the, the issue is, is that I see your mashed potatoes, and my brain goes, "Fuck yeah, let's have some mashed potatoes." And I pour, put just a ton on my plate, like too much, like a mountain of potato. I could. It gets almost like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I can make a whole plateau of potatoes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then. I'm like halfway through it. And my body goes, dude, you're super full. But look at the rest of your plate. You've got all this turkey mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, now I've got to be strategic and eat everything and still leave enough room to finish off these motherfucking potatoes. And that's the one thing I'm missing is your potatoes. So, Well, I can make those anytime. I'll probably make mm. them with the roast that we're going to have. Now that we're talking about it. Now them. that we're talking <laughs> about it. Yeah, we've had a roast going in yeah. the crock pot all day. Oh, that's my my other favorite easy recipe to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been doing some roast stuff. You yes. found a life hack today about the roast. Do you want to talk about it? Sarah oh, found this life yeah. hack today. We were standing in the kitchen talking about this freaking roast, and she opens up the cabinet and realizes that the whole time there's been uh, bags, yeah, a for little slow cookers, yeah. And we had no idea that there was liner bags for slow cookers even in existence. We've been foolishly cooking our meat in the crock pot and then having to scrub said crock pot mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, it's and a fucking pain in the dick. I'm pretty sure if I would have known that I could buy liners for my slow cookers, I would still probably have like three of them. <laughs> you would, you only would have had one of them is what you're really saying. I would have I would have kept bought. the original one that I ended up throwing out because I didn't want to wash because it got yeah, so yucky. Chuck it in the yard. <laughs> Chuck it in the bin. It's out of here. Yeah. It's fucking out of here. Yeah, uh, that was a crazy revelation. I I'm can't excited. believe those have been in the house the whole time. I know. So what we did was we transferred. It was early enough in the cook that we could transfer everything out of yeah. the crock pot, clean it real quick, put the liner in, put everything back into the crock pot, and save the fucking day. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to eat this roast. It's super easy to make. You put a little bit of water in the bottom of your crock pot. It's like a cup of water, a package of Italian dressing seasoning mix, a package of Hidden Valley Ranch uh, dressing mix, and a package of brown gravy. And you whisk all that together. You put your meat in it, get it all juicy and covered up in the shit. And then I put a new... Uh, we have like a new peppercorn grinder that we found. Yeah. And it's a garlic, pepper, and mm-hmm. salt all mm-hmm. in one, like sea salt or whatever. And I, yeah. I used that and some green peppercorn. And it smells delicious. And we yeah. chopped up some onions and carrots, and that's going to be good. Really yeah. looking forward to eating it. Yes, right. it's been cooking all day, making this place smell magnificent. Yeah. Are you going to co- um, do the fingerling potatoes that we bought? Maybe we should save him for the steak. 
Oh yeah, we got oh, some steaks. Yeah. Tomorrow we could, steak. We could just like microwave them and make them into little tiny baked potatoes. Mm-hmm. Fingerling potatoes, like with some like like truffle oil or something, like olive oil and sea salt, would be really good with a steak. Mm-hmm. That's a good side. Sounds good. I'm into that. Okay, so we'll have mashed potatoes today with the roast. And then when we have the steaks that we got, we will make the fingerling potatoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's have we made anybody delicious. hungry? <laughs> I'm oh, getting there. I'm getting, I'm getting there. Sure. Yeah. We decided to do this before we eat this roast because it's like building up the anticipation. Yeah, I'm all about that. Uh, it's funny. You bring a movie to our table and what's cooking. Sarah, you suggested a movie to us <laughs> to watch. Also, to also as well. Do you want to talk about it? Well, I guess so. We can all talk about it. I talked about it a little bit last time, I think, or a couple times. Ago. You've been wanting us to watch yeah. this movie for a while, and we finally had the opportunity to watch it. Yeah, it's The Devil's Advocate. Starring Keanu. Keanu. Whoa. And as I said before, he Keanu's it to death. Yes, I for saw sure. I, I understand what you mean when you say that now that I've seen this movie. <laughs> Keanu'd yeah, the shit out of this movie. It's. It's one of those ones I watched it in like middle school and I didn't watch it again until just recently, you know, mm-hmm. and I needed the sounding board to know whether or not it aged well. I just, it's just been sitting in there, you know, it's one of these weird, like, what did I just watch mm-hmm. by the time it's done? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to summarize the plot because I don't like to do that, but, uh, Al Pacino, that's all I'm going to say. That's, uh, was the saving thing about this movie he was very good in this movie it was a very 90s movie very 90s very yes keanu 90s keanu movie yes it sits in its in its 90s nest what would you give yeah. it what kind of rating would you give it before i tell you my thoughts about it i don't know out of five pizzas out of f- five pizzas nope, five turkeys today baby oh five turkeys out of five turkeys it's um, thanksgiving gobble gobble Cobble, cobble. Everybody was getting so annoyed because I kept saying cobble cobble. I love it. You <laughs> did it on Gallup Radio last Friday. That was awesome. I'm gonna say three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Upon my rewatch, I'm gonna concur with that yeah. scoring of three and a half gobble gobbles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I will say three point two five, three and a half ish range on the gobble gobble turkey lurkey. And this uh, movie also starred Charlize Theron, which is and mm-hmm. this was the the second '90s movie that I've seen them as a couple in. Mm. The other one being Sweet November, which was oh. a horrible fucking movie <laughs> that I, I watched that movie. a lot oh. <laughs> when I was younger. Yeah. It had that stupid Enya song as like the, the main theme. It's rough. Yeah. So I feel like Al Pacino is amazing in this movie. Like he was he's amazing. really the saving yeah. grace for the whole Dirty entire old man. movie. He had that Michael Douglas from um, that Wall Street movie. Uh, mm. Wall Street? Yeah. Or the, yeah, it was Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He had that whole, like, Michael Douglas scumbag vibe. <laughs> yeah. Like his, like, yeah. <laughs> dirty old man. Yeah. Constantly laughing all he gross. He was great. Like. He was a great, great character in this movie. This movie had a huge Rosemary's Baby underlining theme yeah. to it. And I picked up on it immediately because when they, when this, this uh, young Floridian couple move to new york <laughs> floridian yeah <laughs> you're crazy down there you know so this young uh scumbag lawyer and his little floridian oh, yeah. wife scumbags yeah, both of them he's like a 
uh, he defends really bad people and gets people off uh, from for doing. Really He's like things. Saul Goodman, yeah, but worse. But yeah, yeah. And he he goes to New York and gets a job, and it's got this very Rosemary's Baby vibe. And they get this beautiful place in New York, like a brownstone. And I was like, oh my god, this looks like the apartment from Rosemary's Baby, but oh, they're yeah. all fucking Satanists. This movie's is gonna get really good. <laughs> <laughs> and it was interesting. It tried. It tried. And uh, like I said, I agree with your score. Free yeah. will, right? Yeah. Yeah, it had lots of little spooky parts. You yeah, know, I appreciated it. I liked the yeah. spirit of it. I mean, it was Keanu'd. What are you going to do? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The devil's I didn't advocate. like how they dealt with Charlize Theron's character. Like, oh, she yeah. just devolved in front of your very eyes. Because at the beginning, she was like this blonde bombshell powerhouse. Like, all put together. He totally mm-hmm. worshipped her. Mm-hmm. And they loved each other and all these things. Even though he was kind of an awful lawyer, you know. Right. Never lost a case. Cocky bastard that you don't really want to root for. No, you don't. Yeah, and... And then you f- you find out why at the end. I'm not going to spoil it. Based any- on a book, by the yeah. way. Mm. I would recommend people who want to have a nostalgic mm-hmm. '90s vibe kind of night watch yeah. that or watch Seven. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're watching the if you're in like the horror movie vibe, like that kind of horror movie. Devil's yeah. Advocate dropped October 17th of 1997. Currently sits at a 66 percent on the tomato meter. And it's probably with, just for the sex scene alone because that was pretty awful. Yeah. That was a, that was a stinker. It's, 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 it's a little inse- intense. Yeah. With a 79 percent audience score across yeah. the board. There. All right. All right. I mean, I will say it's a little bit better on the rewatch than it was like initially, but. Then it's like some things are better. The sto- Some of the parts of the story, like some of the things people say early on in the movie, mm-hmm. once you know what happens at the end, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You um, pick up on a few other things that you missed. Yeah, you there's a, there's some little Easter eggs, you know, that are throughout it. That's like, oh, okay, that's they, they were setting this up the whole time, you know, in plain mm-hmm. sight or whatever. But uh, Keanu gets more Keanu'd as you watch the, as you rewatch it. I mean, Whoa. it's just... Excellent. What did the nineties have what was it about Keanu that the nineties just they just they loved him. We loved yeah. him. We loved Keanu. I well he was beautiful and he had interesting <laughs> movie role choices. True. And I he mean, made I, some, I watched a lot of his some movies. really cool movies like yeah. before before like he became Matrix famous. Like he was right. in this movie like My Own Private Idaho with River Phoenix and that was super fucking indie and depressing. <laughs> I don't know that one. I just you know, Bill and Ted. That's Yeah. You know. I love Bill and Ted. I'm I uh, They're making a third, yeah. Oh yeah, Bill and Ted three, face the music. It's gonna go into production here in a couple months actually, surprisingly. We'll see how that goes. Before we go there, I have a bunch of trivia on the devil's advocate and there's some interesting things here oh boy devil's advocate trivia so, um, what kind of person writes that well, it's just it's, it out no. there for it's, the world to see on the internet interesting stuff you didn't you might not have known you know okay. so originally the film was more visual effects oriented blockbuster type movie and was turned down by al pacino five times <laughs> taylor hackford went through a few script rewrites and then offered it to pacino again Pacino liked it, but didn't think he could portray Milton properly, and suggested Sir Sean Connery or Robert Redford instead. Okay, wow, that so been a totally like, different movie. I can't mm-hmm. do this movie. Okay, the boxing match that Lomax and Milton attend was not a staged bout. In fact, it was a legitimate world championship boxing match. 
The boxing match occurred on October 4th, 1996 at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Roy Jones Jr., the IBF super middleweight champion, squared off against super top contender Bryant Brannon. Jones knocked out Brannon during the second round of the bout. Charlize Theron thought long and hard about appearing nude in the film after having turned down showgirls for precisely that reason. She probably should have reconsidered. Yeah. Uh, the character. Not to say that she didn't look beautiful because, of course, she did. I just yeah. mean like what the what was shot was just like uh, she could have did better. <laughs> like they could have <laughs> did better for her, you know. <laughs> the outdoor patio in John Milton's office is actually. Uh, office actually was on the 50th floor of a New York City building. No. The actual stage was eight feet away from the edge of the building, thus what one would imagine is a blue screen shot is actually real. The Whoa. the fountains, you mean? Like, On no. the rooftop? Yeah, he those had these baller, like, no. killer fountains on that, top of those office building. I have a, oh, I have a fear of heights, man. I get jelly-legged. Thinking about that stuff, I am not that was good. An interesting scene with that. that. Like even thinking about, it, I'm just like, oh, no, I don't like that. I don't want to go up there. Don't ever take me there. <laughs> okay, you wouldn't have liked that VR that I did, where you're like on top of the building and there's like yeah, a big I don't need robot, that. like trying to destroy the city around you, and you're just watching the city crumble, and you're just like, oh my god, and then you get picked up by the robot, and then they drop you, and uh, then it's over. Yeah. It's like, what was that even for? <laughs> Why did I need to experience that in my life? <laughs> Shit. I don't know. Thrills, thrills, thrills. Experience a robot attack and death. Virtually, of course. <laughs> well, Damn. Let's hope it's not some non-virtually. Yeah, some dark shit. Okay, I was just trying to read through some of these different uh, trivia things, see if there's anything good. If not... You better wrap it up because I'm going to need to get some pie pretty soon. The flamenco guitarist is Ooh. Spanish mu- musician Tomatito. No idea. Uh, funny. Here's a fact. You actually already brought this to our table. Keanu Reeves and Charlize Theron would go on to star as a couple again four years later in Sweet November 2001. Mm-hmm. So you had brought that to mm-hmm. our table here. Who can say oh, get on here with all that. <laughs> uh, Whoa. Yeah, that was that movie. Ooh. He played a very similar character, and she played the woman who would you know, warm his cold heart. Turn his personality Touching. away from being a workaholic to a free spirit. Mm. It was a horrible movie. Sounds like a lifetime material. Oh, yeah. Gross. Sweet November. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd see it. Yeah. Total chick flick from the 90s. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you guys are ever going to see it. You know? Okay. Not all about that Not life. anticipating it. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys some number breakdown real quick before we rock out of here because uh, we had a pretty huge weekend at the box office. I don't know if you guys even know this. So Thanksgiving happened to be a large weekend. Ralph Breaks the Internet debuted, mm-hmm. bringing in a total weekend domestic of $84,750,405. That's interesting. My little son got to go see that movie, and he said that it was really boring. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if that's... Sometimes the kid, it's weird. I think sometimes kids, in certain scenarios, when you take them to theaters, they think things aren't as good as they are because their mood that has nothing to do with the movie, you know? Yeah, sure. They're in a funk or whatever. crabby when uh, I asked him or something. I don't totally, know. totally. Because, uh, I mean, it seems like it's getting the rounds. I covered earlier uh, in the week talking about Stan Lee's cameo in Wreck-It Ralph. It's a very brief thing. 
Uh, obviously, I haven't seen it yet, but I did read a spoiler because I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it brought in eighty-four million dollars domestic and another forty-two million foreign, bringing its worldwide total to one hundred twenty-seven million dollars in its opening weekend. Wreck It Ralph. And another movie that came out, you guys haven't seen the first one, and I really want to get you guys to watch it, because I think even though you'll go, oh, it's difficult, I don't want to watch it, uh, Creed was a great movie. It's the Michael B. Jordan movie with Sylvester Stallone. Michael B. Jordan is Apollo Creed's son from the Rocky series. Yeah, you were talking about this movie a while ago. And he wants to be a boxer, and it's his comeuppance, and like... Rocky trains him and whatever, and it's like it's re- it's really a really great great movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ryan Coogler is the one that directed it. And, so they're making another one. Well, they already made it, and it came out this week. Oh, and it brought in its do- its domestic total was fifty six million dollars, so it did mm. really well. Also, it was a huge. I mean, there was you know one hundred thirty million dollars domestically made in two movies on. Thanksgiving weekend. That's yeah. uh, not typical. A lot of people go to the movies though around Thanksgiving yeah. anymore. It becomes like that, that like holiday tradition now mm-hmm. because things are open. Yeah, I feel like so many people would rather go to the movies or go shopping or, you know, have takeaway instead of if they don't have somewhere to go or if they don't feel like going to be with their family. Totally. Or mm-hmm. Whatever. And holidays is a hard time of year for a lot of people. Yeah, so it. I don't know. Uh, Also still trending in the theaters. At the number three spot, Dr. Seuss is the Grinch. It's a new remake. I heard that movie was really horrible, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's not bringing in much. I heard it was real bland. Mm. Uh, The Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald is out. I have no interest in seeing that. It it was at the top of this list last week, but because Wreck-It Ralph just debuted, it got bumped down. Mm -hmm. And Bohemian Rhapsody... Pulling out the top five there. I still want to see mm. that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that's a crime. And there's a lot of people. Gone. I mean, it's gotten even more backlash since we last spoke on the fact that there have been things historically changed and stuff yeah. about that movie. Why so, do they do that? Uh, Why do they have to ruin it? Why can't they just be tasteful and do... You know, like, be respectful. Why, yeah, why say stuff happened? Like, what is wrong with the drama, the drama of it's real life? Enough. It's not Come good on. enough. Oh, that doesn't fit our narrative. It's too, people will be expecting it. Yeah, well, you know, you know what? That man didn't well, we fit all know anybody's how it narrative. Turned out anyway. yeah. yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> it's I historical. Know. Like, are we wanting a fantastical queen story or do we want to get a biography of what happened? A biopic. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, I will say the guy that played Freddie Mercury has been making the rounds because they released a side by side of footage from the movie and from Live Aid. Yeah. And it's I like, watched it. it was exact. Awesome. It's creepy mm. how dead on he got every mannerism in the whole entire performance. I want to mm. see this movie. I'm not against seeing this movie. I think we should definitely uh, take a peek at it. I think, are, are we all hungovered out, hangovered out? Yeah, What's I'm, the... I'm still in my turkey coma. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so let's get out of our turkey comas here and take this one home, all right? all right? As always, folks, you can listen to Foodies Watching Movies here every other Wednesday on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Uh, just get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. Uh, where you can get all the different shows on our network, whether it's Journey into Comics, Poor Poor, or Poor News, Poor Entertainment. I keep doing that Poor Report shit. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, adulting Ain't Easy, Foodies, uh, Podcastrophe, Kids for Sale, Gallifradio, Brews with Dudes, uh, Voice of Survival Podcast, Journey into Wrestling. We're all here. We're all there. You guys can find us all in one spot. Also, go to our Patreon at patreon.com. 
backslash journey into comics. Give us a buck for early access and exclusive content. And you guys know what that means. As soon as we're done editing this podcast, it's in your guys' ears before it's in anybody else's. I think that's going to do it this week, ladies. I have been Nate. This has been Foodie Season 3, Episode 5. This is our Thanksgiving hangover. I've been Nate. Veronica. Sarah. And as always, folks, eat fearless. Gobble, gobble.